Welcome to the Digital Glue Podcast. These digital untangling episodes are brought to you by Crystal Kordalchuk, CEO and founder of Virtually Untangled. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who need untangling from the day-to-day tasks in their business. These virtual world untanglers never underestimate the power of a good idea. And if that sounds like a lofty goal, well, it is. A decade ago, Virtually Untangled was founded with the goal of creating meaningful digital experiences that connect with people. Crystal and her team of honorary untanglers are now providing business owners just like you the opportunity to own your story and share it with the world. So every Tuesday morning, she'll be dropping a new episode that will help you think big and dream even bigger. Let's dive into today's episode. Last week's untangling episode was to give you the ins and outs between choosing to become a blogger or a podcaster, or perhaps even both. Then I got to thinking it's probably a good idea to dive into both a little bit deeper, but separately on how to untangle each digital avenue to help you along with your choice. So let's not waste any precious time and just dive right on into the land of untangling when it comes to blogging. Okay, so let's be honest here. Blogging is kind of terrifying. Trust me, I know. I felt the same way when I first pondered on the idea. You're fearful of not making it with all the great ideas you have rolling around in your head. And to top it off, you're most fearful of being judged by others reading your work. But don't fret. Today, I'm here to help you get past all those mixed feelings and find your blogging way. To build a following for your blog, you need to commit a certain amount of time for follow-up activities, which I shared with you on last week's episode, and to figure out your why, if you're blogging for the purpose of pleasure or for building up your business. To start your new blog, I'm going to trust that you have selected your niche based on what kind of business you have or want to have. And all the information you're about to hear is geared towards business bloggers who are using their blog both as a marketing tool and a way to create community around the kind of business they have. And yet again, my favorite way to dive into a new topic with a quote. This one from none other than Scott Chow from theblogstarter.com. Blogging allows you to teach people based on your experience, and it also gives you the opportunity to learn from your readers as well. Most of you probably already know a lot about Virtually Untangled based upon what I've already shared with you on this newfound digital podcast adventure. If you've read any of our 300 blog posts or perhaps are even on our email list or follow us on social. But in case you are new to our level of digital glue, I own a service-based virtual business working as a graphic and a web designer and as an insanely organized and tech-heavy virtual assistant. When I was blogging, I chose to write about those as my area of expertise, but I didn't stop there. I also dove deep in some posts about what it is to be an entrepreneur, as well as a few side twists of mini-series interviewing other business owners around the globe who are doing truly amazing things. And that's why I brought this up as it slides right on into the very first step. Number one, deciding what to write about. To select topics you write about, first you must define your audience. To whom will you be speaking with when you write? You can speak to more than one group. You're not limited to just one. And to use myself as an example, I speak to the following group types. Fellow entrepreneurs, fellow graphic and web designers, fellow virtual assistants, aspiring designers and VAs who want to start their own business doing what they love, killing people's pain points. 
current and potential customers of Virtually Entangled, and curious bystanders who want to know more about what a virtual so-and-so like myself does because I have my toes dipped into a few areas of expertise. Having several target audiences has given me a whack of things to write about, and I never forget bored as there's so many topics and avenues to slide into. Now, before I dive in any further, I just want to let you know you might want to take some notes as I'm going to give you some tasks to do. And by the time we're finished here today, you will be well on your way to completing your very first blog post. Task number one, complete this sentence and actually write it down. The purpose of my blog is. Task number two, who is your target audience for your business and for your blog? Write this down too. It will help you clarify all the brain-bouncing thoughts that might be swirling around in your head. The best way to harness these thoughts, any thoughts I might add, and create order is to write them down. Okay, now it's time to talk specifics. What will you write about? Even knowing your broad topic areas and target audiences does not always mean you will know specifically what you want to write about, but it's a great start. The truth is you have a lot of things to write about. No matter how often you plan to publish new blog posts, you will need a specific and focused topic each and every single time. Twice a week, once a week, once a month, you will need a topic. And think of it this way. Thanks to Sonia Simone of Copy Blogger, if it's not good enough to link to, bookmark, retweet, and email friends about, it's not good enough. And she couldn't be more right. If it's not going to rein people in right off the get-go and keep them reading, it's not worth writing about. Okay, next up, think about where you will get your ideas for your first blog post, and then the next one, and then the next one. I offer quite a few suggestions in a handful of blog post idea posts, and as you read through them, you'll notice I have used many of those ideas myself. I would never ever share information with someone if I wasn't willing to do it and try it out myself first. Here at VU, we pride ourselves in truthfully acting on the tried, tested, and true. And if you choose to use some of those same ideas, then great. They may be topics similar, but they will be just as fresh for you. And you could even use many of my suggestions more than once. For example, take this suggestion to profile readers and or customers and clients. If you profile six people, you will be able to use this idea six times. Thus, now you have six blog posts. Or perhaps you want to talk about hot topics in your field. Or dive into an Amafeed or Quora to see what questions people in your field are asking or being asked. Or compare two things. Or you're faced with a sticky business-related decision. You can even solicit suggestions for how to handle it. This one is a great way to get people talking about your topic, and you will help others who face the same decision. No matter what topics you choose, just ensure you're challenging yourself and hold yourself accountable. Then you can dive off from there and write subsequent posts about your progress in meeting this challenge. Okay, couple more tasks pertaining to what I just shared got your notebook ready? Task number three, write down your first potential 10 topics. You can change your mind later. No one will hold them to you. This will just get your juices flowing. Task number four, for each of those 10 topics you just listed, write down five variations or offshoots. For example, say one of your 10 topics is my favorite dog breed and why. 
Perhaps your business is dog grooming or pet sitting. To arrive at five variations, you might think of five people to interview, then write about how each of those people answered that question. Bam! Now you have 50 topics. Pick one for today, for your very first blog post. Okay, now let's slide into the next super important step in creative writing. Number two, overcoming fear through brainstorming. Are you worried your blog posts won't be good enough, authoritative enough, or even interesting enough? At this point, it might not be. And that thought can be paralyzing, paralyzing. But as you get into the writing of it all, your thoughts will start flowing and the good, authoritative, and interesting elements of your post will featherweight float to the top. Just start writing down your ideas. All you're trying to do right now is open up the floodgates. If you are familiar with the concept of brainstorming, usually conducted in a group setting, you know the saying, there are no bad ideas. And it's true. During the brainstorming phase, everything is acceptable. Every idea will get you closer to the actual idea and words you will use in your blog post. You may need to sift through some not so great ideas to get to the really great ones. It's only a natural part of the process. Speaking of, have you by any chance heard of WordCloud? You may have seen them as info type graphics, but never use them beyond your thought process. A word cloud is a way of brainstorming by yourself for yourself. Think about your topic and write down the first word that comes to mind on a blank sheet of paper, preferably without lines. Circle the word. What word popped into your head next? Write it down and circle it, thus creating clusters of related words as you jot down whatever comes to mind next and circle each word as you go. Are you starting to see a theme emerging? Allow these words to coalesce in your mind until you have a strong sense of what you want to say in your blog post. And it doesn't have to be a paper and pen method unless you prefer. There are many sites online that replicate this process digitally. Which brings me to your next task. Task number five, create a word cloud related to the topic of your blog post. And from here, now that we got your hamster wheel turning, it's time for the next step. Number three, conducting solid research. As you continue to blog, you will find that some posts flow from your brain onto the page almost fully formed. But other times, you will think you have a good idea only to find out that you have the bare bones of said idea. Occasionally, you will need to conduct research for reasons such as these. Gather data to support your point of view. Find out what others are saying about your topic. Learn more about what your audience already believes or understands so you can teach them something new from your experience. Compile a list of frequently asked questions on your topic so that you can answer them. Please keep in mind that research can eat up your time, so you need to limit the amount of time you spend researching. Otherwise, you'll spend oodles of hours on research, which could be spent actually writing. Which brings me to your next mini homework task. Task number six, select a phrase that describes your topic and enter that phrase into the search bar of your web browser. Look at the many, many results that come up known as the search engine result pages or SERPs. If you need to conduct research, this is how you would start. As I just mentioned, be cautious as this is commonly known as a time suck. So consider yourself warned. And now that you're prepped with your ideas, your keywords, and your research, it's yes, writing time. 
Which brings me right on into the very next step and a highly important one on so many virtual levels. Number four, creating the perfect title for your blog post. While it's not necessary for your blog to have a title, each blog post does need one. Think of it like a headline for a news story. And by now, you're probably wondering what makes one title the perfect title while others sink with a thud. Well, for starters, the title of your blog post needs to provide enough information that people have a good idea of what you're writing about. That may sound simplistic, but you'd be amazed at some I have seen, like just watch it go, or I literally had no idea what it was about or whether I even wanted to read it. And for me personally, that just made me pass it on by. So to help you through and have that not be you, here's a short list of some truly important characteristics of exceptionally great blog post titles. Unique, vivid, specific, engaging, attention-getting, but not in a cheap, gratuitous way. Action-oriented, twist on a familiar phrase, not too long, about 8 to 12 words and no more than 60 characters. Promises or hints as a benefit to the reader, as long as your post delivers that benefit. Makes people want to share your post with others on social media or an email. Includes one of your primary keywords. I saved sharing that last one until the end because it tends to raise many questions. If you are familiar with search engine optimization, also commonly known as SEO, then you will not have any trouble with keywords. If you are not familiar with this concept, then I recommend you do some research to learn about it. It's a big topic in terms of volume as well as significance, so be prepared. Bloggers who write as a part of their marketing strategy do so partly so search engines will find them and lead people to their website. Each blog post while serving other purposes, such as building a community, can also work towards your marketing goals. That is as much as I would like to say about keywords because it could fill up several podcast episodes and blog posts on its very own. And just like your cloud of ideas, some bloggers will find that a better title comes to them as they finish writing and editing the post. And that's okay. You can change the title at any point, which brings us to another mini homework task. Task number seven. Spend a few minutes creating three possible titles for your first blog post using at least one or two of the characteristics I just shared. And if you need to refer back to that spoken list, it's in the transcription of this episode. Okay, now it's time to let your creative juices flow. Number five, preparing an outline for your post. Many people want to skip this step and you can, I guess, but you shouldn't. Not until blogging becomes old hat for you. I highly recommend preparing an outline to create a structure for your post and help you stay focused because if you ramble or meander, you will lose the reader. And with that being said, here's the elements your outline should include. Draft of your title, several keywords or key phrases, introduction, where you make the first sentence as powerful as you can make it so your reader is engaged and gives them a reason to stay. Otherwise, they will move on quickly. Subheads, so nobody has to wade through a sea of type on the screen. Basic content, also known as the middle. Conclusion. Call to action, which can be part of the conclusion or as a closer. And links, 
links that you plan to embed in your post as references. Or once you're well on your way with this digital adventure, links to other prior blog posts of yours. And now it's task homework time again. These will take longer and some quiet solo thought time. So set them aside and dive on in when you're ready to actually write your blog post. Task number eight, write the outline for your blog post. Task number nine, write your first blog post following your outline. Notice how I snuck this in there? Task number 10, write your call to action. Task number 11, find or create appropriate high resolution images to go with your blog post. These can be embedded to break up copy and or as featured image to go along with your catchy title. Keep in mind all the copyright laws out there. You may need to purchase stock images or use images that are free as long as you give the proper credit. Yippee! It's almost publishing time. Which brings me to one of the most important pre-published steps for anything you're going to put out into the virtual world with copy. Number six, editing and proofreading with a fine tooth comb. Editing and proofreading are not the same functions. Ways to edit your work include making your phrasing more concise, trimming extra content, and smoothing out awkward transitions. While proofreading is all about checking spelling, punctuation, and grammar. Perhaps even consider reading the material out loud to make sure you didn't leave out any words or accidentally type words in the wrong order. It happens. This step is also the next two tasks to add to your to-do list. Task number 12, edit your blog post. And task number 13, proofread your blog post. And now it's officially publishing time. I bet you're getting super excited. Number seven, checking off your pre-publishing checklist. Proofread again out loud. Is your title as engaging as it possibly can be? Do you still have long passages that need to be broken up with subheads? Check all the links in your post by actually clicking on them. Make sure each link opens in a new tab of the web browser. Are there any blocks of text that could be turned into bulleted lists or checklists? Do all bulleted lists look the same, meaning the same style of bullets, same amount of indentation, and so on? Is formatting throughout the post consistent? Did you use all the keywords you intended to use? Do all the keywords used sound entirely natural in the context of this post? Is one of your keywords used in the file name of one of your images? In your post, have you asked a question of your reader, one that will steer them to make comments? If you used free images, did you give the proper credit? Is your call to action clear and specific? Proofread your content, yep, again. Once you check and recheck and check everything off that pre-publishing checklist, it's time for your next two ever exciting tasks. Task number 14, preview your blog post. Task number 15, publish your blog post. And there you have it, your first blog post. You did it, yay, congratulations. You are now officially a blogger. You thought we were finished, didn't you? Getting there, but not quite. Now is the time where you do all the follow-up tasks we discussed in last week's episode. And then after that, this is where I happily say, rinse and repeat. That's right. Go back to step one of this episode and begin again for your next blog post. 
The difference is now you have a list of 49 topics to blog about by taking the second topic from the list you created and work your way through the steps and tasks again. Topic, because now you have 49. Brainstorm, research, title and outline, write, content upgrade, edit, proofread, pre-publishing checklist checkoff, preview, publish, and complete your follow-up activities. And there you have it. Now you really are an official blogger. If all this seems like too much work for you, it's possible blogging is not for you. And that may make you think that podcasting is your digital avenue instead. You may need to write a few posts before you decide. In that case, follow the steps I shared with you today and hold each post in a draft state until you decide for sure. You don't want to launch a blog only to walk away from it if it's tied to your business. That doesn't look good for your brand and the internet is already littered with them. So my final advice to you, to be successful as a blogger, there is really just one requirement, a passion for your topic. Don't forget to stay tuned for next week's episode where I dive into how to untangle your podcast. Just in case you're not sure which digital path you want to be on yet, or if you decided to do both. See you next week. And that's a wrap. Virtually Untangled is a full service business, which means they've got you covered on design and content right through to digital and organization. You'll form a long lasting relationship with them as collaboration is central to everything they do. Now it's time to seize the moment and become inbox friends. It's easy to do. Just hop on over to virtuallyuntangled.com or their Facebook page to opt in and receive instant access to the most inspirational ride of your life. So what are you waiting for? Become inbox friends with VU. Until the next episode, keep untangling.